Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc. See a GP online anytime for prescriptions and sick notes. Download the Video Doc app. Videodoc.ie. This is Kira, and this is a Lunchtime Live podcast from News Talk. If you like what you hear, don't forget that you can subscribe via the app or on iTunes and make sure to check us out at newstalk.com forward slash lunchtime live. Thanks for listening. One of the things that we hear a lot about about secondary schools is and, and third level institutions complain about this and people talk about it in general is the dumbing down of our secondary school curriculum, our secondary school students and the fact that apparently they're learning things by rote rather than learning to think and form opinions and analyse and critically assess things, which is apparently what we want them to do, but they're not doing it. And one of our listeners who is a, a, a teacher down in Castle Ray wanted to talk about this because the only thing when they rejigged the, the, the junior cert curriculum apparently that they dropped altogether was CSPE. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's civics, social and political education. So in other words, our kids thinking about the world, thinking about how the world should be, thinking about the society that they live in, what they want from it, what they'd like to see happen in it and how politics and that whole system of governance and indeed, uh, I suppose, the politics of state works. You would think that that was an ideal subject, an ideal subject to foster critical thinking. But nonetheless, it's been dumped and Brendan is on the line and wants to talk about why we're changing these things and why indeed dumbing down is an issue in our schools. Brendan, you're very welcome. Thanks very much, Kira. This is a concern. I have secondary school students and uh, I don't like the idea of dumbing down at all. I also remember, I'm not so old that I don't remember being a secondary school student and how much I enjoyed the classes we had in civics and in debating class and all that, where we got to argue and think and I suppose use our brains in a different way. Why did we do away with it? Well, Kira, I suppose in your introduction there, you said, you know, you ring up about or contact with you about something that is part of your life and to talk about it. Well, for me, I, I'm like you, I, I'm a parent as well. Uh-huh. Uh, four of them have gone through the junior cert and I have one in, in first year. Uh, so I'm really interested as a parent. I'm also interested in, in this subject, if you like, as a practicing classroom teacher and particularly then as a citizen of the state. Uh-huh. So just in terms of what has happened, if I could give you a kind of a timeline on it there quick enough, you know, we had the... the, the Rory Quinn intervention in 2012. And now, from my point of view, it was a disastrous intervention. What did he do? He basically uh, was doing away with the junior certificate examinations as we had it, right? Okay. So, it's a long story from that on. I'm not going to go through it, but we've had a succession of ministers since, Jan O'Sullivan, Richard Britton, Joe McHugh now. Basically, <laughs> the idea was to do away with the junior cert altogether. Now, there was a huge, big thing about the, the junior cert disputes, the whole lot of it, and now we have a, a kind of a junior cert that still survives, and we have another sort of a thing going on in some of the subjects already called a CBA. Okay. So basically, you know, what I'm saying is the, tre- the teacher-practitioner view is really, really ignored. I see it as worst, I suppose, in my own staff room and the staff rooms down the country, where the new entrants come in, like, and, and they're just, it's basically educational apartheid in that. So that's one point on it. But you asked me really about, what about the dumbing down? Yeah. Well, CSB isn't being dumbed down as such. It's been dumbed out. And so it's gone all, you, never mind dumbed down, dumb gone. It's dumbed gone in terms of assessment of the terminal exam. It's there on the programme, but you know yourself, when a subject is there and it's not really examined at the terminal exam, people don't really take it seriously. Yeah. And I know you mentioned civics there. Uh, civics was one of those subjects in the schools, but it wasn't really being done in a lot of them. Uh, but, but this is back 60s, 70s, 80s or whatever. 
Yeah. We did it, and in my school we did it in the 80s and, and, and we did do civics. There was no exam and I think we did it once or twice a week maybe. I, I couldn't be no, swearing no. On, on you to the, about that but, but I know we used to have, I wasn't much different Brendan then than I am now and we used to have big mad rows in the classroom where, we, where I was very liberal and we'd be arguing in, in you know me and, and a bunch of, of other gobby teenagers we'd be arguing in favour of liberalisation of Ireland's contraception or LGBT yeah. issues or all those we were, we were doing that very thing and our teachers would be straining to constrain us but we, they were really interesting classes they are really interesting classes but you, you were lucky in the school that you were in because in some other schools at the time because it wasn't examined it wasn't really being interrogated at all it was on the timetable as such but it wasn't really being done in class or whatever else okay. so basically the, the government of the day from 1995 on to 2000 they introduced a, a, a subject called CSB which is basically for want of a better word junior politics yeah. uh, that's putting it kind of and maybe not perfect, and of course politics has been brought in at senior, sir, uh, at senior cycle in the leaving sir. that's a newly introduced subject last year Yes, and I could speak about that. It just seems kind of almost crazy that you'd bring in a subject at uh, leaving third level, but uh, you'd, you'd sort of dump the junior cert version. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I can't really understand that sort of thinking. Now, just in case anyone gets the wrong person, CSP hasn't been completely gone altogether from the thing. It's still there in the school. It's been dumped in with SPHE and in well-being and all that sort of stuff. But it's, what's really missing here is, you know, like the harp on the exam paper, which really gives it credibility. Okay, so, so the, your issue is if it's not examined, then it, it, it isn't taken seriously. It's kind of a uh, an add-on kind of Cinderella subject. Yeah, I'm just tracing your own, your own path there where you said about the 80s and that. You know, the, the thing that came in in the 90s, late, early 2000s, we had seven concepts on the course. Rights and responsibility, human dignity, stewardship, development, democracy, law, interdependence. And it was four units. Looking at yourself as an individual and your human rights, the community, then... The third unit would be the state, Ireland, how it's governed. And then the relationship of Ireland and the world, the EU, and all that sort of stuff. And we see that every day uh, with Brexit at the moment. But really what we had was a course in really active citizenship based on the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights. That was really, really important. And we have got out of that, I think, in my... We have got a really active... uh, you know, citizens out of that. People that are really, like you were, in the classroom, enthralled by the debate. I, the I remember it, uh, actually, uh, Brendan, as one of the few times in school we were allowed to offer an opinion. Do you know what I mean? As in, like, most of the time you were just receiving information, as I recall it, in school. You were sitting there, they were telling you what the poem meant or how to do the maths thing or what you needed to know about the biology or whatever it was. You know, they were teaching you stuff and they were imparting knowledge. It would kind of mostly flowed one way from them to us. We received it, learnt it and that was that was kind of it. Whereas this was different in my mind because uh, did they, they were now they would get heated sometimes in my I don't know what kind of class I was in, but there was loads of rows and arguing and sometimes arguing with the teachers. Now in fairness our teachers kind of accepted that and, and, and went with it. But students were allowed to offer opinions. We were allowed to argue. We were allowed to say, I don't like this. I don't think that's right. I don't agree with this. And we did all that stuff and it was a bit of a free-for-all in a way, but it it was one of the few areas that I remember standing out in my educational past that we were kind of allowed, it was allowed flow two ways in the classroom and, and, and we liked it. And wasn't that, wasn't that a hugely healthy experience for so. anyone to have? Like the experience I have now as a teacher practitioner is I'm receiving it right from the top down. Yeah. But there's no one really listening to you on the other way up. Do you know what I mean? They're not really listening to you because if they had listened during the junior cert and all that dispute, 
you know, I think we'd, we'd, be, we'd be in a different place. Now, at the moment, we have, whatever it is, 160 legislators there. We have people in government, but they're not really in power, as we know. But, I mean, that means that the opposition, or whoever they are, right across the 160 or so of them, yeah. they have a chance here. Any one of those legislators have a chance to do something. But, basically, this whole thing is ignored. Now, why would the subject, with the most contact to the Iraqis, why would that subject be the one, the only one, that is dropped from external assessment? I, I, I don't know. But uh, this is Friday. We're on Lunchtime Live, so that means we're, we're going wherever you bring us. Uh, who I'm talking to is one of our listeners, Brendan, who got in touch. He's a CSPE teacher. He wants to know why it's been dropped off the, off the, the junior cycle. It's, it's there, but there's no longer an exam subject in it, so, so kids don't take it seriously. Just, just lastly, because I see people are ringing in and texting in, but, but Brendan, just with regard to all this, is one of the reasons, do you think, that maybe there has been some kind of a dumbing down of the junior certs is that the vast majority of kids don't leave at the junior cert. When I was in school, a, it was a minority, but it's still a significant enough bunch of kids left after the junior cert. It's quite a small minority now that do so. Most people get as far as the leaving cert. So do, do we now kind of dismiss the junior cert in general because it, it isn't really there in the way it once was as, as a kind of a certificate that a lot of school leavers used as, as their final sort of mark of their education? Yes, I accept what you're saying about that. It's not a high stakes exam. But I know, like, from, with my own children at school, basically when there's an exam at the end of the year, particularly a state exam, you do get a, a better performance from them and they apply themselves more than basically, you know, when there's a, some kind of an assessment and uh, maybe coursework. And, you know, we had yeah. that in England. Yeah. We copy England quite a bit. And, and they've had huge plagiarism issues over there with that. Yeah. You know? Look, st- stay with me, Brendan, because it's a really interesting topic. And as I say, loads of people are getting in touch. Just stay where you are and just let's see what the text lines are saying. Someone says, I think all subjects are being dumbed down in primary level too. My little fella only gets workbook sheets now for homework. No, no other homework is sent home. Someone else says, it's unbelievable that the one subject that might prepare students for the world around them uh, is gone, yet we insist on ramming Irish down their throats against their will. I knew it wouldn't be long before the, I- the Irish versus other subjects uh, text started to come in. Somebody says, surely we should be increasing the awareness and teaching of politics, not reducing it. Uh, sure, they will have no chance otherwise. Yeah, I think politics and history are very important subjects for kids to learn. Otherwise, what kind of context do they have for the world that they live in? Someone else says, CSPE is still taught in schools, Kira. It's still examined at junior cert. Well, Brendan would beg to differ. says, my daughter is doing it in school and people are teaching it in school. Some schools have chosen to drop it, but it exists. I think it exists, Eric, but Brendan would say that the exam is gone. And someone else says, CSPE is compulsory for the new junior cycle. Just assessment has changed. In most schools, more pupils are doing it than before. And I don't know if that's true, but Noel is on the line. Noel, you are also a teacher. What do you reckon about all of this? Are we dumbing down what we're giving to our kids as if they're kind of infants when they're clearly not. Yeah, we can be. Um, I think the junior cert is um, well-intentioned, or junior cycle, many of the aspects of it are well-intentioned. Um, but um, you're running, running up against a situation where the government are uh, trying to get us to uh, you know, take the pressure off students and bring in more well-being. And really what they're doing is only putting pressure on students so uh, in other ways and dumbing down the curriculum in other ways as well. So... Why are we getting it wrong, though? Because I've just spoken to Brendan and he's not happy and he's a teacher and you're obviously a teacher. Like politicians are, are and, and mandarins in, in probably the Department of Education are making these kind of diktats, fact and law in our schools. But are anyone talking to the teachers and the students about what would actually benefit teachers and students? Or is this all happening in, in sort of isolation in, in an office in Dublin? 
Well, I think it is. It's a bit like a lot of political stuff, I suppose, in general. It's it's happening in isolation. I mean, one example, I suppose, uh, you know, CSP, it's, it's not gone, as, uh, as Brendan says, it's being uh, uh, downgraded, I suppose. It's being rolled into uh, this well-being program, which is kind of crowding out a lot of other things in the curriculum. I mean, on one hand, we're told to, uh, you know, take care of our students' well-being and all that, and uh, schools have a role there. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, um, they're trying to, what's happening now, just for the benefit of your listeners, they're trying to up the hours that schools spend on well-being, up to, I think, 400 hours a year by 2020, if I'm correct. And what's happening then is that schools are looking to see, can they fit it in and what other subjects need to be dropped? So, I mean, CSP is probably the one subject that was going to be dropped anyway or downgraded. But now there's there's lots of talk in lots of schools about um for dropping down a class of geography or class of history. Yeah, I'm doing quick I'm doing quick maths in my head. Four hundred hours per school year, if there's about forty weeks about forty weeks in the school year, that's about ten hours a week. is that like two hours per year? Each year we'll spend two hours per week on some kind of well being. I'm not hundred percent certain how exactly it's going to be. Seems like a lot like it's you know Brilliant in its vagueness, I suppose. It is a lot. I mean, CSP, it, it covers fitness, well, or sorry, PE and uh, SPAT and all these other subjects as well. But the problem is, um, you know, the vagueness of the directive and these, you know, lack of clarity and how to implement them is then creating the exactly kind of worry and stress that, uh, that well-being is supposed to avoid. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I love like, how you damned them with faint praise there, brilliant in their vagueness. Um, <laughs> no, someone has texted, and, and it, could it be as Machiavellian as this, or is it just that people, like, I, I don't know what to make of this one. Someone says, uh, Kira, do you think people actually believe that our government wants a population that thinks and questions things? Do you think it could be as as as, as sort of calculated as let's not teach them history, let's not teach them politics and let's keep them all as, as thick as possible and therefore, you know, we can have our way with them as a, as a political ruling class more easily? Could it be that nefarious? Uh, I don't think, I think you're maybe giving them too much. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Or, uh, a great deal of thinking and deep plan. I just think, in many respects, the government is, you know, two two different parts of the government are saying different things. You know, you want to uh, reduce the stress on students, but then we'll bring in a situation where we're taking exam students, as happened this year in many schools, uh, you know, taking them out of their classes to do some well-being stuff. And of course then, you know, if you're leaving such students, you're sitting around saying, I need to cover my course, I need to get it finished. And the teachers are saying much the same thing and they're getting more stressed from yeah. well-being. Yeah. Less stressed. Um, so James has made a good point. He says, back in the 80s, we did have civics, the forerunner of CSP, uh, once a week, but it wasn't an exam subject, so it was not It was kind of considered a DAS class, but it was fun and we had debates and extempered speaking and learned a lot about world democracies. And that's how I remember it too. Actually, I suspect if we had an exam at the end of it, we wouldn't have played around with what we did in that class nearly as much. Is there an argument that against what Brendan has, has said at the beginning, that actually allowing that as a free thinking space without an exam could in fact be beneficial in some ways to students rather than, I suppose, I suppose, shoveling them all down, funneling them all down the exam route for it so that they don't, they, instead of them having to learn things to sit an exam, they actually get to think about things because there's no exam at all. Yeah, there could be. But you'd need to make sure that it's properly structured. You know, I mean, uh, I coach the debating uh, group in my yeah. uh, school and, uh, you know, we don't just sit around having a chat. We have a com- competitions to enter yeah. and... Uh, speeches to create on certain topics. So, you know, it is possible to do that without exams. But uh, I think maybe we're, you know, we're moving from a very, very exam-based um, 
structure and a, a mindset um, towards one that's uh, uh, less exam or terminal exam based, and it does cause um, you know it, it does cause trouble along the way because people's mindsets are uh, are set so you know it, it, towards an exam that it, it takes a while for people to uh, to adjust to different ways of thinking, and I think at the start that um, some students do and will treat non-exam subjects with less um, less respect, you know, yeah. um, mainly because perhaps our, our curriculum is quite crowded already. So. Yeah, no, and I, I get that, but I, I recall us enjoying them because they were just there literally as a sort of an intellectual challenge that they, they weren't. Now, maybe I was a terrible nerd anyway, so like, what do I know? But anyway, look, uh, loads of people are, are getting involved. Someone says, what about the number of CSPE projects done by teachers to get disinterested students over the line? Will they be lost too? I presume they will. Someone says the new Leaving Cert point system is dumbed down too. A H7 is worth the same as an O3. Any student could get a H7 in uh, higher level English, while an O3 would take loads of work for the same student. 222 points for six H7 uh, grades. That's dumbing down. Someone else says, I had to miss my uncle's wedding in 2003 because I was on the same morning as my CSPE exam. I think that it is a relevant exam for students, but I always regret missing that family moment. Uh, Judy, I am sorry, but obviously that's not a reason not to have it as an exam. But yeah, I, I take what you're saying, but it's good that you think it was relevant. And someone else says, one of the painful signs of dumbed down education is how many young people are unable to make a coherent argument. They can vent emotions, they can question other people's motives, they can make bold assertions and repeated, repeat cliched slogans, but anything else except reason. Young minds are being told what to think instead of being told how to think. And I think that's very interesting. I might come back to you, Brendan, and bring you, you, you back in here because you brought this subject up. And thank you to Noel there, our listener, who was also uh, very well informed in it. Uh, I was driving to work this morning and I dropped my young fella to UCD. He happens to be studying politics and economics and I said to him, how are you getting on? Are you enjoying it? And we were talking about that and he said... (laughs) I think it's made me cleverer. And I said, how do you mean? And he said, well, because we're, we're, we're being asked to think about things and how to argue things and how to make a point and how to hone a point and all those sorts of things. And he's really enjoying that. And I think that's a really good thing. But it struck me that he thought this was a very new thing and that he'd gone through six years of, of secondary school education without challenging his brain in that way. It does seem to me that we're 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 missing an area of, of education at secondary level that CSPE would have filled in. Is there no value put on critical thinking, do you think, at secondary level? Not a lot, unfortunately. Uh, now, just one of the things one of your listeners said here that our, our daughter or son is doing CSP, it's, it, this is the last year of it. Ah, this okay. is the last year, just to correct that. So time it's been phased day. out. Yeah. So, well, hopefully not. I, I would hope that the government and the parties in there might see sins and sort okay. of provide us with some kind of a structure for it. Uh, I would say, yeah, you're right, you know... I, they can be pretty strict places, schools, and critical thinking and stuff like that, a lot of the time, you know, isn't encouraged to the degree that you'd like it. Uh, the exam and the leaving cert system has something to do with that. I understand that. Yeah. But basically, you know, what would happen to a person who, who the first exam that they might take, if Rory Quinn had had his way, they would be an adult at that particular time. We take it, you know, at third year, you win, it's a low enough stakes exam, but at least you get used to the exam system. The, yeah, no, that, I, I, I do hear you, and I think it's a very, and like loads of people are getting involved, Brendan, so clearly a lot of people like yourself are interested in this. Thank you for bringing it up. Thank you for coming on air with me. Uh, someone says, Kira, I had civics on my timetable in the 90s. No teacher turned up to teach the class ever, the whole junior cycle. 
that's just outrageous, isn't it? That you were just left sitting there in a class. No wonder it was, that was a real DOS class, but that was also a very mismanaged school, I would suggest, wherever you're texting from. You're just kids left by themselves without teaching for, for an hour or 40 minutes at, at a time. Seems crazy. Uh, some says, Kira, leaving cert, English requires independent thinking and an ability to give your opinion and think critically. A huge skill set is needed to do well and rote learning will not get you a high mark. You must be able to analyse and apply your knowledge. I accept that and I think probably that's true of some of the areas of honours maths but you know yourself that kids are still taught at higher level you know uh, English that this is what the poet meant by this and that this is what the, the playwright meant with that I mean we are told those things and then we have to apply them and kind of you know mould them into something ourselves it's not the same as, as, as wide open critical thinking like there's a lot of imparted knowledge there too and maybe last caller on this column is on the line column you think we need to bring back philosophy into the curriculum that's a very philosophical uh, position to take Hi, Kira. Um, I sound like a bit of an old fogey in that. Don't worry, you're, you're, gran- in, you're in good company here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a granddad and I have a one-year-old granddaughter, which I'm taking care of today. So ah, nice. The funny noises in the background, don't mind them. Uh, just to say that, I've got till she's about four, her parents have till she's about four, before she's really reasonably well-formed in terms of uh, social ability and so forth. Yeah. If she's not formed by then, if she doesn't have any... Uh, outstanding problems, she's fine. But if she has outstanding problems at four, the literature on education uh, is dismal about the prospects of a person in the future for that. Really? Absolutely. All the corrective uh, practicalities are just uh, dysfunctional. They don't do anything at all. And she would end up being in a pretty awkward social situation by the time she's 15. And if she was a guy, she would be in trouble by the time she's 15. And she wouldn't come out of it until she's almost precisely 27. So you're, you're saying not, preschool education is where it's at? Oh, this runs right through, but the critical thinking and the philosophy aspect that I was su- suggesting is a huge part of it because the person has to take sort of responsibility for themselves from a much earlier stage than most people think. And they've also got to work out what they want to do from a much earlier stage than most people give it credit. So are you talking about some kind of a philosophical or philosophy um, module for preschoolers? I mean, I'm sure there could be such a thing. Is that what you're talking about? Or or am I I amalgamating your your position? Uh, no, not quite. Uh, I think we should be very involved in that way and if developing the, the critical thinking that's normally embodied in philosophy by the time they're quite young, eight or ten years of uh-huh. age, certainly. And it, going through this, it, the jobs we already know are going to disappear in the future. And the only people who are going to have jobs are ones who make them for themselves. Yeah. Ask Mr. Google, Amazon, I don't know, Uber. And these are the people that are going to make the world in the future. It's not as if we've too many smart people in the world, but they're doing the wrong jobs and we've got a crowd of idiots taking over the the asylum. And if you wonder about the general aspect of that, ask yourself, how did Brexit become a national idiocy? No, no, I know. Identity politics and nationalism. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I do agree with all of that. So you're thinking, well, you know, you're, you're kind of pushing an open door with me because I do think kids should come out of school able to think for themselves and indeed wanting to think for themselves, wanting to form opinions, wanting to know if they're being, you know, I, I from a very young age with my kids, when they'd see, you know, the, all the ads for McDonald's and everything, they'd say, oh, that looks really good. And I'd say, yeah, but they're, they're, they're messing with you. They're playing with you. That clown, that music, all that stuff. That's all marketing. It's, it's, it's advert. And I used to talk to them about advertising and how people were targeting them for their money. I made, I might have brought up really cynical, <laughs> suspicious children as a consequence, but I wanted them to be able to look 
look at things and, and question and think twice about what they were seeing and ask themselves, were they being kind of, you know, manipulated by things? And, and shouldn't we be telling all our kids that stuff? Well, we need what I would rephrase it perhaps from philosophy to internal education. They need to know about their own propensities to anger, uh, to susceptibility to advertising. Uh They need to know, they need to know all of this, not just because they need to be able to defend themselves, but it will be part of how people interact and how business is done in the future. And if they don't know anything about it, they're just victims of depression, self, uh, self-confidence problems and so on. All of these link in all in one package. And we don't do anything about it. We teach them history dates. We teach them geography locations. I mean, it's going to do us no good. You can find that out on Google Maps in a moment. Uh, but we know nothing about our own internal systems or indeed how the world works in human terms. And I don't understand why we're actually looking at it as if we're doing a good job and we can see things like Brexit and uh, terrorism and all the other stuff being yeah, yeah, easily no, I, marketed, I, you know. I, 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 I totally get what you're saying and thank you for coming on, Colin. Thank you for that. And I didn't hear a peep out of your, your uh, granddaughter who would have been very welcome because it is unscripted and, and one-year-olds, you name it, we'll, we'll talk to anyone today. Thank you for that. Uh, so Mrs. Kira dumbing down, it's way past that. My niece is studying classics. She's in third year in a very well thought of university in the States. She is majoring in ancient Greek. I asked her about the Greek alphabet a few weeks ago and she had to admit that she didn't know it. This would have been covered in first year secondary school when I was there in the 70s. Yeah, I, I, look, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But sometimes when I look at what my kids are studying in school, it doesn't seem to me to be quite as challenging as what we studied. And I can't understand why we're allowing portions of their big brains to go to waste. I really don't understand it. But anyway, 53106, let me know what you think. We're going to take a short break. Uh, we're coming back with, I don't know. I actually, I'm looking at my producer group. I don't know where we're going next, but it is unscripted. It's that kind of show. It could be anywhere. In fact, if you ring us now, maybe it'll be you. Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to VideoDoc, your online healthcare provider. See a doctor, therapist or physio now on our app or at videodoc.ie.